Hello everyone, welcome to yet another exciting edition of The Untold, where we share beautiful stories from our beautiful guests. Hussain, how are you doing today? I'm great, how are you Ahmed? Pretty, pretty good. Excited. Uh, today is different. Very unique. Very unique. 100%. We're getting into dentistry, the world of dentistry. Dentistry and doing something for a selfless cause. Yes, being noble in your uh, missions, in your career, yes. and uh, helping others not just yourself. Exactly. I you think know? we're going to see that the more you give, the more you take. Yes, and we'll learn more as our our guest joins us next. And we're back and we're joined by our special guest, Dr. Yusuf Alawadi. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Untold, Doctor. Thank you. It's my pleasure being here with you guys, Ahmed and Hussain. Yes. And it's it's gonna be a beautiful conversation. Let's start with what got you into dentistry. First of all, before we start talking about the profession itself, so what inspired you? Growing up, I fell in love with a dentist that was treating me. He was a older gentleman that graduated mm. from the U.S. He was a Persian background and he studied in the United States and worked in Kuwait. Oh, he wow. treated me with kindness. So I fell in love with fell in love with your dentist, that, with my dentist, with that specialty. Mm. I'm working with people, mm. I'm meeting different people, mm. and at the same time, I'm working with my hand. And I love doing all three. I find it interesting that you said you fell in love with the, with the, with the dentistry concept when you were younger. Yeah. I looked myself when I was younger. I used to look back, look up at my dentist. I just couldn't. I couldn't stand it. I could. I was. It was always a concept that scared me a lot. You didn't uh, have my dentist. Yeah, so if that, you had the same that's guy, probably, you would have fell. It's like when you have a good math teacher, you end up loving math. math. So that's just like it's just that. Yeah. It's just I was. I'm so interested to know like how could a kid actually fall in love? It's so rare to find a kid. You know, I truly wanted to be a dentist since the age of eleven. Wow. I graduated so with good grades from high school. I could have applied for anything. Nice. My aunts, uncles, they're all physicians, mm. and they pushed me to go for medical school. Okay. But I wanted dentistry so bad. I told them, I like working with my hands. I want to be called a doctor. I want I that prestige, but yeah. so I want to be a dentist. Want to be a dentist. so early to be wait, so Wait, wait, so you're saying some people are uh, pushing you to towards being a Physi medical doctor? Physician. Because what? It's supposedly a more it's a, it's prestigious, a, it's, it's a more it? prestigious right? job, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, you know what? I love what I do. I wake up every day, going to work happy. That's even on, even truly on vacation when nice. I go to like I choose my vacations mm. based on mission trips medical mission trips oh wow so if I go to Lebanon I go for five days in Lebanon for a medical mission medical mission where I treat children with, and special needs that need mm. free dental care mm. and after that I take two days to enjoy myself that's, and I do that sweet. anywhere I go if I go to India I do the same thing if I go to Kurdistan, I do the same thing. I love how you're selecting the countries you go to, but the question is like, how did it start with you that you made a decision that I'm gonna now uh, approach my life and take my life in a way that's so selfless. You're giving so much of yourself to people, and to the kids or the special needs. Such a specific direction. I had, in dental school and residency, I had good mentors that were doing the same thing. Oh, okay. So okay. I get influenced by good people. Okay. You know, I met good people throughout my life, got influenced by them, mm. and they pushed me to do good things. You know, Ahmed, as we say, every 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 episode has a quote, and you know, they say, "Show me your friends, I'll show you your future." Right? Oh wow! So that's that. I You're think full that's of those, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> but they weren't my friends; they were my mentors. Yeah. <laughs> but show it's me the your same mentors, thing. I'll it's the same thing. Actually, one of my mentors um, 
Dr. Bernat, mm. you know, he's an older gentleman. He was the program director in Buffalo. Nice. I used to bike with him. I used to go ride motorcycle and we go to the country road for breakfast on weekends. And he influenced my life. He influenced me to go to be better at what I do, special needs and pediatric dentistry. And at the same time, he pushed me to go for these mission trips and philanthropy work. What made you choose this specific specialty though? Special so, needs and kids. Going back when I finished dental school in 2007 from University of Pittsburgh, mm. came back to Kuwait. I did one year rotation mm. as all medical right, specialties right. have to do. Absolutely. So during that year rotation, I worked on few special need patients and I found it difficult. It was challenging for me to do that. Mm. So I decided, you know, I want to improve myself in that specialty. So I started seeing more pediatric or kids and special need patients. And then slowly and the just took you with it. Slowly took me there that I wanted to nice. do specialty nice. and residency in that. The doctor, it must have been a very challenging journey. It's a long journey. It's so a long, yeah, 100%. When people think of dentistry in the Middle East, they think of five year dental school, yeah. two, three years residency, mm. where we it's did it in the States. Process. It's much longer than that. So it's, it's longer, eight yeah. years to finish, to be a mm, dentist, takes a lot of three years for residency, then about a year and a half to do a fellowship that specializes yeah. in facial deformities and special needs. So wow. it took me about 13 to 14 years, almost 14 years to become or to finish all the degrees or finish all wow. the education That's that I can't I even can wrap my head around a five-year degree, <laughs> which I did, but you know, but, all that time you spent, what keeps you? going what's the driving force the more i go the more i learn the right. more i have a passion for learning so I, like I, I had i had that passion mm. i have that passion nice. to learn learn and up to this date we go to conferences to learn right. so as a physician as a dentist if you stop going to conferences if you stop reading right you, that's the day that mm. you will not be able to work to your continuous full potential. improvement, yes. continuous improvement. Continue, yeah all the time learning is kind of uh, but wait, i think we have to clarify because when you say special needs can you clarify what special needs means in so this special case? needs it becomes from mental disabilities to physical disabilities okay okay so it's a full spectrum mm -hmm. so also special needs can include patients with medical health risk like cardiac patients mm. so you get sometimes mm. pediatric and adult with severe cardiac cases we treat them as special needs. Uh, autism special needs. Yes. Down syndrome, being on the spectrum. Special, being on the wow. spectrum is yes. special needs. And it's a very wide okay. spectrum as well. So it's a it very is. wide spectrum. Mm. And medical compromised patients also included. Mm. Wow. In that. Imagine being in that spot where you're kind of like treating someone with such a case and how much effort it takes. Yeah, it, takes, it takes a lot of time to do your homework before treating, wow. especially mm. like if we get children. So basically, the ones on the spectrum, Down syndrome with mental disabilities, mm. I treat them till later, till the age of 50, 60, right, it right, doesn't, right, matter. doesn't matter. If they have medically compromised, so if they have heart condition, I treat them till the age of 18. Then after that, I shift them to another dentist that understand and right. can treat adults with special mm. circumstances, circumstances or special medical mm. history. Medical history. Um, from your perspective, with your experience over, uh, the, over the years, how long have you? So I've been a dentist since 2007, about 15 so years. 15 years. Wow. Yeah. My question is, do you think the majority of people are taking care of their oral hygiene properly or not? 
So unfortunately in mm. Kuwait, it's not the case. It's not the case. It's not the case. Interesting. In unfortunately, what do you attribute a, that a lot to? of people go to the dentist when they're in pain. In pain. And unfortunately, some dentists promote that. Mm. You know, when you're in pain, that means you have a lot of things that are going right. wrong. Right. That so means absolutely. you pay a lot of yeah, money yeah, to yeah. treat your teeth. Right. Or you might lose your teeth. Mm. But if you go on regular basis, by Recommended is like six months. Six months. By annually. And, but, and if you're a smoker, every four months. Really? If you're diabetic, every four months. There you go. Yeah. So that sums up 80% of Kuwait populations. <laughs> they should go every four months, you know? Right, okay. Yeah. And uh, speaking in this same uh, narrative, is flossing as important as they make it seem? Yes, it is. Yes, it oh, is. Can I, can I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, ha, I have an analogy, but I cannot say it on. Oh, okay. On the the thing is, but, I'm yeah. not a doctor to say this, okay. but I think I keep promoting flossing. Yes. My doctor once gave me a very simple advice. He's like, listen, Hussein, please floss. I bought a floss. My life changed. Changed after. The best thing I've ever done. It just, it's, it's better than brushing your teeth. I'll be honest. Yeah. It cleans everything. There's cleans a lot everything. of food, yeah, food a lot of things that get stuck between get your stuck, teeth. Yeah. Then you need to clean them. So flossing, brushing, and also using a tongue cleaner. Tongue cleaner. Tongue That's where the important. bad breath comes from, wouldn't you say? 80% of it. 80%. Yeah, 70 to 80% so of bad breath. So we need a separate breath, brusher a for that. Brush or you can use your toothbrush, yeah, but yeah, I use a yeah. tongue blade. A tongue, it's called yeah, a tongue yeah, cleaner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I use it to clean my That's tongue, brush need. my teeth. Yeah. Floss and I use a water floss. Water floss is another oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, that's another yeah, thing. Water yeah, how, do you also recommend it, that since you use it? it? Yeah. I love it. It's not a replacement of your regular flossing, yeah. okay. but it can help a lot. It can help a lot. I actually have a question. So, yeah. as, as a doctor that recommends people to come to them mm. for checkups every six months, as a dentist, go for checkups every six months. <laughs> and do you have to see yourself or another dentist? It's like the, it's like the barber. It's, it's the like, barber question. Do you cut your own hair? Who cuts your hair? So, Someone else cut it. <laughs> so, truthfully, last time I had a cleaning was about nine months ago. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, he said every yeah, six months. Every six, I say that. <laughs> but remember, I'm from Kuwait. Ahmed, Ahmed. Ahmed. Dr. Yusuf, Dr. Yusuf, uses, Dr. Yusuf uses sometimes yeah. the more products than we use. So ah, I think, okay. I think so he can, he can he do can, nine months. Yeah, he can afford to use it. Well, let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. Let's hear you out. Well, why do you, why haven't you done it in every six months? <laughs> so truly, I didn't have time. Didn't have time. Yeah. Okay. Although okay. I have we have, I work with a lot of dentists on a mm. daily basis. I okay. work with 11 to 12 dentists in mm. the same clinic. I, <laughs> I, okay. And I wanted to do it today before coming to this. <laughs> Can you uh, do it for yourself with the equipment you it's, have or no? No, it's, no. it's almost <laughs> no. impossible. It's like, no. no. It's, it's okay. Okay. Hold the we just had to know, get the answer, you know? <laughs> Some people sh on, on no. social media, they uh -huh. show you how they right. extract or take their tooth out. Oh, you wow. Know? And it's not that easy to take mm. your own tooth out. Yeah, no. Imagine, imagine, that's, that's, you know, imagine you're looking at a mirror, you're looking at another mirror, and <laughs> taking your tooth out. It's not that easy. It's doctor, not I have a question. So you, if, so if I was to visit you, you look a very, you're a very friendly doctor, and I would love to go to your to your clinic. However, a lot of kids go to the clinics and they're really scared from the doctor. Yeah, fear. What makes, what makes you as a doctor liked by the kids? What, what what's your technique? So I have many things. We, as a special need pediatric doctor, we work in many methods. So yeah. young children that cannot tolerate uh, long mm. appointments or many procedures to be done right. on them on the chair yeah. that hates the injection or had bad experiences. Mm. So I have patients that come into the clinic crying from the elevator to the dental chair. Yeah. 
Okay, and at the age of five, six, yeah, it's these scary patients, for them, you know, some certain kids. Yeah, these patients need special care and special extra care. care. They yeah. need either laughing gas or they need to, you know, yeah, that's they, the one. They yes. need to go to general anesthesia the laughing to sleep gas. between their teeth. <laughs> the laughing gas. Yes. You brought, since you brought it up, what is it that's making us laugh? It's basically it makes you feel makes your head feel light in light. other terms yes yeah yeah but it's yeah. uh it's a it's a good feeling it's the good stuff yeah, you guys I, it's have a, it's a good stuff do you know how to you know like uh of course you've done it for uh, yes. a patient right do you need to be specialized in that or you don't need to be specialized according to the laws in kuwait the laws in kuwait yeah. but i think in the states you need someone who's a specialist no 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 no, no, no. anyone can use it with a training for it okay so you can training. have a special training for mm. using laughing gas on your patients and what's the medical uh, term for it? The laughing. Uh, we call it like... nitrous oxide. All right, that's it. Yeah, amazing. Honestly, I think, doctor, there's definitely a lot to learn from you. We're just gonna go for a little break, and we'll be back to learn even way more and more untold stories. We're back on the untold, continuing our conversation with Dr. Yusuf Al Alabi. Hello, Allah. Hello, hello, hello. So, same. Yeah, tell me. So far, yes. we've learned about his inspirational story of how he became a doctor. How about we dive into more of your career? And I want to focus on those noble missions you go on. Yes. Uh, tell me, how do you even arrange those? What happens? It's, it's, it's something beautiful to hear about. So I started going on missions in 2009, and my first mission was to the Dominican Republic through New York University, mm. the medical center. Where they had missions going to the Dominican Republic every three to four months. So I decided I want to go on these missions biannually, twice a year. So I bought my own ticket, went there, took a bag with dental equipment, and started treating children nice. at orphanages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So these missions are organized by, you know, faculty. They usually go 20 to 30 dental students mm. and few dentists. I was few one dentists, of the few dentists the few that dentists. go on these missions. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You go going for the, to these trips to, for this, again, as I said before, a selfless deed, it's a selfless cause. A lot of people don't believe in a, the existence of a selfless mm. deed, like mm. doing something for no, no personal yeah, benefit. No personal, but, but there is a personal benefit, exactly. truthfully, like the peace of satisfaction, yeah. peace yeah, of yeah, mind. Yeah. The Can't feeling, even imagine that feeling. The feeling is great after each mission. And you mentioned you go to countries like Jordan, Lebanon. It's, I think it's the current countries that needed the most. Needed, needed the support most. Yes. Yeah, Africa, yes. you've been to Africa as well? I've been to Africa. I've been to Liberia wow. through World Health Organization. Oh, nice. So they contacted us. They said, you do a lot of missions in this region. And you treat a lot of kids. So on each mission, we treat about 2,500 kids. And wow. wow. And in wow. And the time span of five to six days. Wow. So we're a big team, That's by the way. That must be a huge team. There's a huge. It's a huge team. Yeah. It's about uh, 20 dentists, uh, 30, 20 also specialists. So about 40 dentists in Still, total. We're dealing with and we're, and we're working like machines around the clock. Yeah, around the yeah, clock. Yeah, we start at 7 a.m. We're at the mission site at 8. Wow. We work till 5. After 5, we go back to the hotel and go for a nice dinner. Still wow. 8 to 5. So, you know. I mean, yeah. what, is it, what is it like? I mean, if we can go back in time to look at these trips, right? Yes. What is there a trip that you, that kind of like sparks something that you found very interesting that taught you a lot? Uh, 
Uh, is it the first trip or is it something on? Uh, I don't know. So the all journey. the trips, on each trip you learn something. On yeah. each trip you meet amazing people. On each trip you meet people that they've done more than you've done and they inspire you. So on each trip I meet a doctor, or I meet a patient, or mm. I meet someone that it's not making his days enough money, or he's not, they're not making enough money for their day. But at the same time, they're donating their time for the missions. Wow, awesome. So you see, yeah. Um, yeah, you see like Turn if we go to Lebanon, to if we go to Jordan, yeah. you see refugees donating their time for these missions to help us out organize. Right. So we go these we go on these missions, we have a lot of equipment, we need someone to carry the equipment with us, to help us clean the equipment, mm. to help us organize the lines, to register the people because we have to keep full registration of every patient we treat. So these people are helping us that help us out. Mm. They're yeah, refugees. They need more help than we can give them, but at the same time they're donating their time and money for this cause. Wow, I love that. It's like it's, it's such a. I, I love seeing people that do things for no no spe- yeah. specific. There's no financial, financial gain, financial but, gain but, but, but it's yeah. it's something that it's fulfills you from the inside. And know? even though they're so like, even though you might travel and find them in such an unfortunate situation, these people they're still there. They're still trying to support. Um, and here here you are, a doctor like yourself and the team uh, with you, going in and telling them that hey, listen, we don't want anything from you. Nothing. We just want to support you. Uh, it's rare to see that nowadays. So I think that good is the base of humanity. Yes. Right. Anything right. bad is acquired from your atmosphere and Absolutely. environment. Absolutely. So we start good, yeah. then we become bad. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> the more you give, the Life, more you get. my friend. You know? It's like the more you give, the more you get, I yeah, think. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you've seen that. It's, it's reciprocating. It, it, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. After each trip, I come back. I'm happy. I'm a, I'm a same person that I am, but I'm much happier. I'm much more relaxed. Uh, I'm more blessed and things happen. 100%. Better things happen to me after each trip. Mm. And I've done so many. Like Yeah, done, and I love that you've done I do so like many. four to five a year. Wow. Yeah, so. We have to. Like, you have to come with me. Thank you for one. this. Well, course, you have to come. You, know? you, Honestly, ha- you guys so have yeah. to come to these to see these trips. So, and we some can of, come as like what, volunteers, are we, what role are we serving? Vo- volunteers. Okay, that sounds yeah, you like can a come plan. In and we'll make you carry equipment, wash equipment, uh, <laughs> register people. I think it's an experience. It's <laughs> an experience. It might spark it, it, something yeah, in you that might. kind of like takes you on that journey of and volunteering uh, of the is, a, is a lot of fun, honestly. Yes, and in a lot of fields, volunteering is fulfilling. Yes, it is. It is. On our next trip in May. May 20th to the 26th, we're going to Lebanon. We have 20, you gotta go with that. We have 20 dental students volunteers that are coming, plus 10 non-medical volunteers that are coming. Mm. Yeah, plus the dentists that we usually go to come with us to these missions. Okay, if we can dig deeper into some of the locations, so if we can talk about, because I know a lot of locations face certain diseases that could be widespread yes. across them, uh, and I'm sure it could be very challenging and different across regions. So if we can dig deeper into certain regions that you went to, that you found very interesting and very different as to what so, diseases they had. Liberia. Okay. But now in the Middle East, our diseases are very similar. If you go to Lebanon, if you go to Jordan. Yeah. We're the same community mm. with the same people. What's we have, common? Cavities and stuff? Well, cavities are common. Yeah. Heart diseases are common. Blood diseases are common. So things are common around right. this. Right. But we don't have malaria in the Middle East. Uh, exactly. Say, that's one difference. We yeah. don't have typhoid in the Middle mm. East. Okay. So when I 
was planning to go to Liberia, I get this list of all the immunization that I have to get. Oh, so, is that a long list? It's a longest list. Get a long long longest. In, I got a lot of shots before shots. going to Liberia. Yeah. And going to Liberia, then they they talk about the history. Mm. Unfortunately, they had few diseases that became a pandemic there, mm. uh, such as typhoid and cholera. Uh, they had malaria. So oh my gosh, we so had, they've had very big ones. Yeah. They had, yeah, very big ones. So I had to take malaria medicine every day as to a precaution to protect yeah. myself from malaria. Wow. So that's one of the trips that if I have to repeat, I will repeat. But taking all these medications, I don't know about that. But there you go. I think you're here now. I, mean, I think you, yeah. you went through it. You learned from it. Yeah. Uh, but is there anything like dental-specific diseases that you there? Uh... Dental-specific diseases, caries. Caries is the most common what is worldwide. What is decay. Tooth decay. decay. Tooth decay. Tooth okay. decay. Okay. Tooth caries. That... So World Health Organization, I think, ranks tooth decay first or second most common disease yeah. in the world. Of course, each country is different. Mm. But What causes tooth decay? Tooth decay is so basically three components, the major components that cause tooth decay: bacteria, sugar, and food accumulation on your food uh, on your tooth. Not yeah. brushing. So if you do these three, you're not brushing. You have food. You have bacteria. Your tooth will start dissolving from the bacteria. Even malnutrition that contributes. Malnutrition can cause gum diseases, That's bleeding, nice. can cause mm. bone. You're born to. This uh, will break down and lose your teeth because of malnutrition. But tooth decay is not usually caused by malnutrition. So one strange thing that happened to us in Liberia, we did not find many tooth caries or tooth decay in Liberia. But what we found is a lot of bone diseases okay. in the jaw. And that's because of malnutrition? Uh, malnutrition is part of it. Okay. Another part is if they get a t one tooth decayed and they don't get get it treated mm -hmm. and the infection become recurrent over years okay. so the bone they start having bone diseases i see um, um before i want to go to my next question i want to shout out everyone on your team for going on these trips of course yeah of helping course. people you know that takes a lot so thank you from the bottom of my heart that's awesome i really appreciate it and i think they all will appreciate it and i'll even send them the episode once it's yes, come out no they have to see it i think i think definitely it's a, it's a big topic that everyone has to watch um i want to now step into the future of dentistry yes are there any technological advancements that are newsworthy that you can share with us about specifically dentistry okay so dentistry from 1990s up to now moved a lot especially in cosmetic dentistry now in pediatric dentistry it hasn't changed a lot but in the last five years remember the silver crowns that they put on baby teeth after yeah. fixing them mm -hmm. yeah. these are not silver fillings these are silver crowns mm -hmm. now recently a company in the states and a company in india made up this new product that replaces the silver crowns with white crowns naturally looking naturally yeah, looking they they're not really supernatural but okay. they're much better aesthetics right. so that's when it comes to be pediatric dentistry okay. mm. uh, fluoride came out about 20 years ago mm. and fluoride varnish and high content fluoride helped in reducing caries rate a lot now when it comes to cosmetics oh advancements yes a lot of changes happen yes exactly. uh natural teeth labs they they established machines they they have machines now that make teeth instead of lab technicians with wow. precise really precise measurements 
as the AI. AI. It's, like, yeah. it's like the AI of, of dentistry. That, that's like, what I was going to ask. Are robots being trained as dentists to do any part of surgery or any so, part of cleaning, maybe? Now, there is advancement like that, yeah. but it haven't done, it's not yet. Okay, because we've seen robots do different medical surgeries. Yes. yes haven't seen them in dentistry yet. not in dentistry yet okay. but it could happen in the future we see a lot of advertisement for mm -hmm. it so it could be a robot that is controlled by a dentist, by a dentist remotely. On a remotely remotely on a computer. a computer so that could happen it's mm. crazy yeah it's, it's crazy what, what, I, what you see now is microscopes microscopes so dentists are working under microscopes so they're seeing the tooth bigger they're getting more precise with okay, that's always good. Point millimeters yeah. would use in a microscope, especially with root canals and aesthetic dentistry. Doctor, if we can just kind of like share with people, I think it would be very interesting to share a story that you've had. So going back into these trips that you've had and throughout yes. everything that you've learned, is there one story that you kind of like stands out that you feel people would want to hear and would learn something from? Well, many stories, but uh, one story that I think of is we were at Beit Al-Yakim Al-Durzi in Lebanon. It's an orphanage for kids in northern Lebanon, I think. Uh, we were there a few times before, but this time we had a doctor with us from Kuwait, and we started taking pictures. Um, the doctor had a call from his sibling in Kuwait, his sister, and she told him, you know, talk to the orphanage. I want to adopt this kid that you took a picture with. And I'm mm -hmm. like, Yanni, we were here treating kids, and you fell in love with that kid yeah, because of a picture. That's, picture. That's, yeah. that's big. You know and what I mean? You, and you never seen nice. that kid. Helping and that she child wanted to adopted. adopt a child yeah. that's very nice. based on a picture that's that she saw on social media. You never know what his. Honestly. Never, never, never you know, know. And I was like, you saw many kids so that we why, posted. Why, why, why this specific child? She's like, I don't know. She saw something. Just something, just something about that child that I want to be responsible for. Wow. So I think she took care of the child. I don't think she adopted the child, but she financially, financially took care, took of, care of the child nice. in the orphanages nice. up to the state. And that happened maybe three, about three, four That's years ago. Beautiful just shows you how much if you put something out of out of your heart, how you can get so much in return. Uh, such and such a small satisfaction. Like, I don't I don't do a lot of social media with my trips. Mm. I don't post a lot, but my colleagues they post, and it's important to post. We need. To, show people what we do yeah we need to show people that you can do something also you can come and do something it doesn't matter how small it is it helps yeah um before we wrap up though i want you to maybe share a message with our viewers on advice from your experience so i tell my children all the time i have two kids they're young they're six and five years of age and i tell them work hard anything you want to do in life work hard for it it will happen doesn't matter what it is, it will That's happen. Very true. Yes, exactly. And I have a mission. Yeah, yes. And I, I like that voice too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very deep voice. Yeah, and that was like a movie trader. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Thank you for uh, joining us today for The Untold and sharing your story with us. Thank it you so much. It was a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. I'm really glad to be here. Thank That's you. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with a wrap. We're back with the last segment. Ahmed, I think 
What do you think, first of all? I want to ask you, Brian. Uh, a lot of things to process, honestly. Uh, mm. He said a lot of interesting things, especially mm. his noble missions, the volunteering, yes. the teams, mm -hmm. the different countries they visited, you know? Very selfless person, and, uh, It's just, he's uh, quite the character. You know what I took from him? Mm. He said something around the lines that you, people usually wait for crisis to take action. Like, we wait for pain to go to the dentist. And Perhaps... that's, never, that's never the way to do it. Yeah, you know? I think just... Go see your dentist twice a, twice a year, not twice a month, that's excessive. Exactly. Twice exactly. a year, you know, and just take care of your oral, oral hygiene Absolutely. as well as your, how, like, usually people take care of their well being, but they exactly. forget their exactly. oral hygiene. I think we can learn that the more you give, the more you take. Um, this doctor has done tremendous things for a selfless deed. I think there's a lot to learn. Yes. Um, this is the final wrap up for this episode. Yeah. I cannot wait, we cannot wait to see you in the next episode with yet another untold story and more guests. See you later. Good night.